We were sp- I don't. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't work under these conditions. <laughs> All right. Lean in and just say your ABCs. A. B. Did you forget B? <laughs> <laughs> that was a long pause. <laughs> okay. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode five, six, what 29. episode is it? Hold <laughs> at on. least 29. We're no. at, but we're you've at only our posted bicentennial four. episode. Oh, this is episode six. This is the bicentennial this episode. This is the bicentennial episode. Welcome to episode six of If It's Twisted, and I am sitting here with my cousins, Trey, who is on the previous episode you may remember me from my heavy breathing and such hits as <laughs> heavy breathing <laughs> and his sister who is also a heavy mouth breather kaylee marathon breather oh actually um and so today's topic is killer families because the family that slays together stays together unless they kill each other unless they kill each other all right so I am going to do the Bloody Benders. So, ah, uh, fuck. Here's my notes. That's problematic. She's yeah. unprepared, everyone. Unprepared. I'm the Gale. She's the Oprah. But one of us is prepared and one of us is Taylor. <laughs> 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 All right. So, let's get this nightmare started. So, the Bloody Benders. They lived in Labette County, Kansas. And they were active from 1871 to 1873. So who was the president during this time? Trey, shut up! <laughs> it was right after the Civil War, I believe. That so is, no, that doesn't even matter. It doesn't. You're not wrong. Go on. Okay, I'm going. I'm going. Um, the family Still consisted of Google it while I'm talking. <laughs> so the um, yeah, the family consisted of the dad, John Bender. The mom, Elvira Bender, and then their kids, John Jr. and Katie. And while it is believed that Katie and John Jr. were brother and sister, some neighbors said they claimed to be married. Oh. Oh, they're that family. We knew they were. Oh. Um, they, there's no you know confirmation on that, so we don't know. Um, there's no confirmed number of victims, but it is believed to be at least a dozen people that they killed. And following the Civil War, the government moved the Osagi Indian, excuse me, Native Americans. I think they prefer indigenous peoples now. Okay, so the Osagi indigenous folks, they moved them from Labette County to a new territory that is present-day Oklahoma, and the land was then opened to fucking white people. The homesteaders. It was open to fucking white people. So it was open specifically to fucking white people. Only <laughs> white people that were fucking, or the entire place the was The land going to was fuck fucking white people. White people. I, I mean, there's some shitty people. Anyway. We're not all shitty. Just as a for collective. For the record. <laughs> as a collective unit, we've done some pretty terrible things. And we all need a good fucking. Care for a fucking. Anyway, so one of the families that moved in was the Benders. They registered 160 fucking acres, which is 
Oh, they were rich, rich. They just stole it, so. Oh. Yeah. Well, I guess it's easy to be rich, rich when you just walk around and say, this is mine. This is mine's. I licked it. It's mine now. So they registered 160 acres adjacent to the Great Osagi Trail, which at the time was the only open road for traveling west. John and John Jr. arrived first, and after they built a cabin, barn, and a well, Elvira and Kate arrived. The cabin was divided by a wagon cover, and the back was the living quarters, and the front acted as a storefront where they sold dry goods, since they were the only... Kaylee's dancing. She's doing, she's doing a little shoulder shimmy. She's shimmy. dancing to Elvira. Elvira. Oh, wait, that was a wrong. Elvira. Chicka Mow Mow or something. Oh, yeah. Shit like some, yeah. yeah. That's what was going on in my head, but I started singing Mbop. Don't the need Hansons? to go there. Yeah. By what? Did you say the, ha- oh, the, the Hansons? I thought you said by Hansons. <laughs> and I was like, just, okay, Grandma. Just Mr. Hansons. <laughs> anyway. Carl Hansons. Carl <laughs> Carl's Jr. I could go very. Can I interrupt further. one more time? Yeah. Ulysses S. Grant was the president. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Trey had needed to know. Do you need to look up geographically? No, where we are stop on it. Kansas? Stop it. Oh, we know Kansas. Stop it. We know Kansas. Are you are you intimate with Kansas? Toto. We're familiar. <laughs> We're from Toto. Oh, Kansas. Bless the rains down in Africa. Tie into the last episode. <laughs> I was thinking, like, when you said, um, Toto, I was thinking, bless the rains down in Africa, but then I thought, we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. She went Yellow Brick Road. Well, we went, bless the rains. But it did, it was a quick tie in to the last episode. It so was a full quick circle, tie-in. Barbara. We mm-hmm. told you we were coming for you. Anyway, so, um, the front was also a kitchen and dining area. And they had a little inn so that travelers could stay and they can have a little meal. And uh, John Bender was around 60 and he spoke very little English. What little he did speak was pretty much unintelligible. Like what was, was his native tongue? German. Oh, okay. They were German immigrants. So Elva- Elvira, that's how I'm going to say her name from now on. Elvira. Every time it's said, I'm just going to shrug my shoulders a little bit. Do a little shoulder shimmy. Hit him with the shoulders. Hit him. Hit. Let me get a little bit of that deep shoulder action. Um, so she also spoke very little English and was apparently so unpleasant that her neighbors called her a she-devil. She was just a she-devil. Oh. Yeah. John Jr. was 25 and he was a handsome devil. And he spoke fluent English but with a German accent. Sometimes he would laugh aimlessly, so many considered him a half-wit. <laughs> he's real cute, but he's real dumb. Yeah, he's cute and pretty. So, um, so we got a half-wit and a she-devil. And Kate was 23, and she was very attractive and intelligent, and she spoke English with barely any accent. Kate was a self-proclaimed healer and psychic. She put out flyers to advertise her services and claimed to be able to cure a variety of ills. And she also conducted seances. Oh. So she was a Ouija board. I was about to say, she hit him with that Ouija board. She hit him with that Ouija Come board. Come on, Planchette. Was that her last name? <laughs> Kate Planchette. 
<laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please, please welcome, welcome to, to the, the stage, Kate Blanchett. All right. So she gave lectures on spiritualism and gained notoriety for advocating free love. So she was a hippie back in 1871. She's still she in the 70s. Some, she wore some crystals <laughs> around her neck because she was spiritual, not religious. So this was a huge selling point for the Benders Inn. Like people would come from miles around just to to get a little taste of what Kate could do. I bet they did want a taste. Oh, that was also a it. selling point for the Benders Inn. Yeah, I bet it was. So have a, come to the Benders Inn, have a meal, and then have a meal. <laughs> a little dessert. A mudslide. Oh God, no. Mm-mm. <laughs> So, the Bender family was a modern-day blended family, and apparently only the dad and son were actually born overseas. They weren't actually related at all. John Bender Sr. was born John Flickinger. I really was hoping she was going to say Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. (laughs) He was born John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. (laughs) And Elvira was born Almina Hill. She married Simon Mark, and they had 12 fucking children, according to her. They were all fucking. All, they were all fucking children. Well, they had to fuck to make the children. So. I mean, yeah. But 12 children? Jesus. She was suspected of murdering several husbands, but it was never confirmed. Kate was believed to be Elvira's fifth daughter, and she was born Sarah Eliza Davis. And an inscription on a Bible that was found at their homestead led people to believe that John Jr. was born John Gabehart. Jacob Jingleheimer. Who was also born John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Because his name is my name, too. <laughs> um, was born John Gabehart, but no other proof of his identity exists. And so they were either brother and sister, or they were husband and wife, or they were both. Probably just husband and wife, and they were masquerading as brother and sister. They were masquerading as brother and sister. They work. They walk. Masquerade. They work. Or, they work or walked. I don't know what I was trying to say, but they walked know. around in a ball gown and a nice mask the nice whole mask. time and said, "We're brother and sister." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, in May of 1871, the body of a man named Jones was found in Drum Creek. He'd had his skull crushed in, and his throat was cut. Okay. The owner of Drum Creek was suspected, but no action was taken because it was 1871. Um, In February of 1872, two more bodies were found with the same injuries as Jones. They shouldn't have been wearing their pants so short. They were asking for it. They were showing them ankles. They was asking for it. They had on a sleeveless top, and you could see their shoulders. (laughs) Oh, and they were given a shoulder shimmy. And no one shimmies in a sleeveless top. <laughs> they asked for it. They, they did, definitely. By 1873, which had, so two years uh, later, missing people were so common in that area that people started avoiding the trail. Which, I mean, it's the 1870s. Like, news doesn't travel very fast. You know, somebody doesn't, like, post on Facebook, another dead body was found. So the fact that it was, like, so well known meant that it was pretty prevalent. The area had a reputation for horse thieves and villains. Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. What are you doing, Lily? Oh, my nose itches. 
Do you need to take a moment? Are you just going to sit there and good? She's shoulder shimmying. She's bunny wiggling. She's giving us... (laughs) (laughs) What was that? Trey just choked (coughs) on his own saliva. Anyway, or he just belched up a little cum from his date last night. Jimmy Carter. (laughs) What's my date last night? Oh, Oh, he likes them old (laughs) and dead. (laughs) (laughs) Wait... Yeah, he died Jimmy, recently. Jimmy Carter? I don't believe so. Did Jimmy Carter die? Well, Jimmy Carter! Did you, I don't think he died. I'm here to hit Google again. Can we go on with the story while we're Googling we about can. Jimmy Carter? Okay, so vigilance committees often arrested some uh, some people Vigilance for committees? Vigilance committees. Vigilance. Yeah, little uh, rogue Vigilant. vigilantes. Um, often arrested some for the disappearances, but were later released because they couldn't really prove it. Um, in the winter of 1872, George Newton, I can't read my own handwriting, and his baby daughter, Marianne, left Independence, Kansas, for Iowa, and they were never heard from again. Trey is shaking his head no. Jimmy Carter is alive. I told you Jimmy Carter was alive. Okay, he likes him a lot. He just dropped a new album. (laughs) (laughs) Grammy (laughs) Award for Best Spoken Word. (laughs) I am crying. So, um, oh, oh, Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah. Okay. So I was talking about a baby and her daddy never being heard from again. So back back to that. Dr. William York went looking for them and he made it to Fort Scott Canvas before he turned around and he never arrived back home. When Dr. York failed to return home, his two brothers who knew of his travel plans went looking for him. One of his brothers was Colonel York. Colonel York led a company of 50 men, and they questioned every traveler along the way and visited all of the homesteads. On March 28, 1873, Colonel York arrived at the Bender's Inn. He asked if they'd seen his brother, and they admitted that he'd stayed with them and suggested he'd run into some trouble with the indigenous folks after he'd left their inn. So... Colonel York was all like, yeah, you right, you right. He probably, he probably did, probably did. So he stayed for dinner, which is logical. On April 3rd, he returned to the inn with armed men after being told that a woman had fled the inn after being threatened with a knife by Elvira when... (laughs) When York confronted them, the younger benders denied the claim and... Elvira was like, no hablo inglés. So York pressed further, and eventually Elvira, who quote-unquote could not speak English, But apparently knows really good (coughs) Spanish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Elvira, who couldn't speak English, started hollering and carrying on, saying that the woman was a witch who had cursed her coffee, and she ordered men to leave. Kate, the, the witch, Kate, or Kate the psychic, told the colonel to return alone the following Friday night and she would use her woo-woo witch stuff to find his brother. So they were going to go witching for his brother. And the men that were with York thought that the benders and their neighbors, the roaches, were guilty and wanted to hang them, but the colonel insisted evidence must be found. Now, you know how last names usually come from a previous occupation of an ancestor? 
Okay, so could you imagine your last name being Roaches? I thought they meant they had roaches, and they were <laughs> asking them. They so were Colonel asking York, their neighbors the roaches. So Colonel York thought the roaches did it, <laughs> and the roaches were like, well, I haven't seen him in a couple of weeks, but yeah, he was here. He tried to step on me and the missus, but we managed to get away. Why does this roach have a really thick New York accent? Because New York is thick with roach. I don't know. Uh, and I oop. Um, and he oop. And he, he oop down there. Oh. Yeah, we're staying in an Airbnb and there is a, a dead roach the size of a, of a an cat, alpaca. Of an alpaca. <laughs> it's just a massive roach. It is, yeah. I'm going to get a saddle and, and ride it home. He's no, dead. He's dead. You can't. <laughs> but if he was alive, I could. Um, so the, 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 the yeah, okay, so at the same time, neighboring communities started accusing the Osagi community of all these murders, and there was a, a town meeting, because it's a little house on the prairie, which Colonel York and John Bender Squared attended, so the dad and the son, and it was decided to search every single homestead between Big Hill Creek and Drum Creek. Despite Crick, a creek? You ain't never heard it called a crick. What we the have. fuck is a crick? And why are you... I know what it is, but why are you saying that? <laughs> she, she is she just, violently hostile. She, she just came for me. <laughs> she did. She's like, why are you saying crick? Like, you ain't from Walker County <laughs> or something. Why the fuck are you why saying... Why are you proud of that? I mean, like, what well, I'm... <clears throat> Yeah, I'm from Mountain Brook. Wigs are gone. <laughs> Wigs are snatched. Wigs are gone. If anybody sees my wig, Kaylee just snatched mine off and beat me with it. <laughs> oh, she set it aflame. There is uh, no, <laughs> there's no wig. Anyway, um, so since Kaylee has gotten so angered by the way I said it, I'll repeat it. Big Hill Creek. Thank you. And Drum Creek. Thank you. You're so welcome. Um, despite York suspecting the benders, no one had paid attention to them in the weeks since he had last been there, and no one had noticed that they packed they shit and got up out that bitch. So three days after the town meeting, Billy Toll was driving cattle past the bender property when he noticed it was abandoned and the animals unfed, so he reported it. But uh, because of bad weather, it could not be investigated for a few days. There was a call for volunteers. Did anybody feed the animals? I tried to find that too because it really bothered me, but I couldn't find that information. They finally came back with a lot of food and the animals were like, you can't kill me. I'm a bad bitch. I'm so a bad bitch. Every one of the animals said the exact same thing. Yeah. Verbatim. They practiced it before. They get sort of like, babe, the the sheep. Baram you. <laughs> and then they all. <laughs> That took a turn. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Anyway. <clears throat> so, um, yeah, there was a call for volunteers, and several hundred fucking people showed up. Somebody better have fed those fucking animals. I know. We're going to say that somebody fed those animals. I'm assuming that somebody did. Because, because they probably took them. I was about to say, because <laughs> they probably took them. Yeah. They were like, ooh. A goat. I could use this. Girl, I've been looking for some goat Girl, milk. going to have some good stew. We eat how on the hog tonight. I've had goats too. Okay. Try off the mic. Anyway, so um, yeah, so several hundred people showed up, including Colonel York. 
When they went into the cabin, it was empty of food, clothing, and personal possessions. So they had, like, taken time to pack they everything. They checked the fuck out. Checked the fuck out. Did they the leave their wagon cover wall? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like they took it. Oh, well, they may have. So a bad odor emanated from somewhere in the cabin. And they were able to find it coming from a trap door under a bed. The trap door was nailed shut, and when they pried it open, they revealed, and I'm going to, it's in air quotes, an empty room. I say room, or I use air quotes, because the room was seven feet square at the top, three feet square at the bottom, and six feet deep. So room is... So she was a funnel. Yeah, she, yeah. Room is used very lightly in this. There was clotted blood... Everywhere uh, in that room, which is where the smell came from, obviously. So they used sledgehammers and they broke up the stone slab floor, but no bodies were found in that room. So, okay, now this was the part that kind of made me go, holy what? The men lifted the entire fucking cabin and shifted it so that they could look under the house. But I think that was stupid of them because... The benders would have had to have moved the house every time they wanted to bury a body. And I feel like that would, you know, make the foundation unstable. It was a small house. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was an inn. So, I mean, they had to have at least It was a small inn. It was a a quaint little inn. It was one of those Monopoly houses. They just kind of sat it down and they said, this is the inn. (laughs) This is the inn. There is no room at the inn. So, there, yeah, no bodies were found under the cabin. They probed the ground, especially in the vegetable garden where the dirt had been disturbed, and Dr. York's body was found, buried face down with his feet barely below the surface. They continued until midnight probing the ground, and they marked nine suspected graves. The next morning, eight bodies were found in seven of the nine graves. One body was found in a well along with bodies parts and i wonder which it couldn't have been there it was obviously not their drinking water well so i guess they had multiple wells you could say they were well established dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> um so all of the bodies had had their heads bashed in and their throats slit according to the newspapers they had all been indecently mutilated so The body of a young girl was found, but there was no apparent cause of death. So she hadn't been bashed and slashed. So they think that she was either strangled or buried alive. So I don't know which one would be worse. Um, I definitely know which one would be worse. Yes. Being buried alive. Yes. Okay. Okay. So would you rather be buried alive or have your head bashed in? Bashed in. Bash my skull in. Bash your skull in? Yeah. God, could you, like, oh. I do not have the strength of Beatrice Kiddo, so I could not beat my way out of a, of a grave. Have you never seen Kill Bill? I have. What was her, Uma Thurman? That's her, yeah, that's I ain't her, no Uma. I, <laughs> I ain't no Uma. Um, yeah, no, that's her name in the movie was Beatrice Kiddo. That's an awful name. So did they find these fuckheads? Hold on. Hold on. So, um, apparently... A newspaper reported that the the volunteers were just so angry 
after finding the bodies that a friend of the Benders named Brockman um, was hung from a beam in the inn until unconscious. What did he do? He was just a friend. Oh, And honey. so they assumed he knew something. So he was hung from a beam in the inn until he was unconscious. Then he was revived and interrogated and then hanged again. And they repeated that. And after the third hanging, they let him go. And apparently he staggered home looking like he was drunk. So, I mean, there's probably a little bit of brain damage. Just a touch. Just a touch. He was a little touched in the head after that. (laughs) A Roman Catholic prayer book was found in the house, and it had notes written in German in it, and later they were translated, and it read, Johanna Bender, born July 30th, 1848. And then it said, John Gabert came to America on July 1st, 18, and then it says, question mark, question mark. And then it also said, Big Slaughter Day, January 8th. And it also said, Hell Departed. So, that's probably why they think that John Jr.'s name was John Gabehart. And so, I'm wondering, so it seems as though John and Kate had a stillborn named Johanna. So, it would have been John and Kate plus nine, but there were only eight. Sad. But yeah, big slaughter day, January 8th. There have been just lots of people came through. So, word of the murder spread quickly, and upwards of 3,000 people uh, visited the site. And this included reporters from New York City and Chicago. The Bender cabin was actually destroyed by people who came for souvenirs. Like, they literally just dismantled the fucking cabin, taking pieces of it home with them. Oh. Yeah, like, even... I think I'd like to hang this beam on my wall. Even the bricks and stuff that lined the cellar that were caked in blood, people took that, too. Plus, we got some freaks on there. We got some freaky dickies. (laughs) (laughs) And, oh, and the stones lining the well. So they just, they were no longer well established after that. They were well departed. They were well. Scroll back up. I scroll down too far. Okay, so it is conjectured that when a guest would stay at the Benders, um, the host would have them sit at the head of the table, which was seated over a trap door that led to the cellar. And the victim's back was usually to the curtain that separated the, the house. And Kate would distract the guest, and John or John Jr. would come from behind the curtain and strike the guest on the right side of the skull with a hammer. And one of the women would cut the victim's throat to make sure they was good and dead. So it was a double whammy. It was wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. So they were like, let's make sure they good and dead. Um, the body was dropped through the trap door, and once they were in the cellar, they would strip them, and then they would bury them somewhere else. So they were robbing them. Um, some of the victims were super wealthy, but others um, had been not caring very much. So it's thought that the benders killed them just for the fun, just for shits and giggles. So some people who had stayed at the benders and w- didn't die, they appeared to support the presumed execution of the benders. Um, William Pickering said that he refused to sit near the wagon cloth 
because it was stained, obviously, with blood. Um, which is interesting because I'm like, what, you just got a lot of blood stains in this one particular spot? I'm sorry, but can I speak to a manager? I'm going to need to be moved. As you can see, this wall is clearly stained. <laughs> this the wall is clearly Do stained. Do you know who my husband is? No. Well, he's not important, but I was hoping <laughs> you'd know who he is. Oh, <laughs> uh, blah, 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 blah. So, after he refused to sit near the wagon cloth, he, um, Kate threatened him with a knife, and he fled. A priest claimed to have seen one of the Bendermen concealing a large hammer, and he quickly became uncomfortable, or he became uncomfortable and quickly got the fuck up out. Smart man. Two men who had traveled to the inn to experience Kate Bender's psychic powers stayed for dinner, and they refused to sit at the table next to the cloth. Um, They preferred to eat their meal at the main shop counter. Kate became abusive towards them, and a short while later, the two Bender men came out from behind the cloth. And at that point, the customers began to feel uneasy. Smart move. And they decided to leave, which obviously saved their lives. And apparently, uh, more than a dozen bullet holes were found in the roof and the sides of the cabin, the media speculated that some of the victims had attempted to fight back after being hit with a hammer, which is probably when they decided that they were going to do the double whammy and hack and slash. So, the benders have not been found. Well, I mean, it's 2019, so obviously... They did. Yeah, obviously they did. But, um... Or... I don't know where that was going. Okay, or, <laughs> or they're still alive with Elvis and Tupac. Um, bum bum bum. Detectives followed their wagon tracks, and they found an a starving team. They found abandoned a starving team of horses with a lame mare just outside of the city city limits of Thayer. It was confirmed that in Thayer, the family had bought tickets to the Leavenworth, Lawrence, and Galveston Railroad for Humboldt. But yeah, they. Um, were never seen again. Um, there's a lot of different claims. Now I'm just reading straight from Wikipedia. Um, there are a lot of claims, like some people claimed that they killed the benders during a gunfight and buried their bodies on the prairie. There was a $3,000 reward. Um, some people claimed that John Jr. had died of apoplexy, and I'm clicking apoplexy, which is bleeding within internal organs and the accompanying symptoms. Oh. So, yeah. But yeah, we don't know what happened to him. No confirmed deaths or what have you. Plot twist. They're still alive. Plot twist. We are the benders. Oh, no, that's not. Here we are. <laughs> I don't remember where I'm going. Okay, gotcha. Alright, so um Fra, I thought you said you didn't have a lot of notes. It appears that you do. So who you got, Latravius? And we're back. That squeaking you heard was this chair trying to support my girth. <laughs> that chair's screaming. <laughs> oh, honey, this chair—he's—he's he's doing all he can. She's a girthy bitch. <laughs> She's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> I 
chair's about to. <laughs> Let's face it, we're all we're all husky. Speak for yourself, bitch. You're right. Kaylee's the husky only one like among a corn bone, honey. Husky <laughs> like a corn bone. Hey, Kaylee's the only one amongst us that's a size zero. What? If, uh, is there another number before that zero? <laughs> Crawfords are a sturdy breed. We are magnificently built. <laughs> you ain't gonna knock one of us down. We weren't built to last. But we were <laughs> built to weather a storm. We, we were built for tough. Roll damn tide. It's true. Praise Dale and raise hail. <laughs> praise hail and praise Dale. Why are you picking at your titties? I do it when I get nervous. Are you nervous? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, okay. well, quit. Quit. Don't hit me. Well, quit picking at your titties. Don't assault I can do what I want. They're mine. I'm known to be a heavy breather, so I'm trying not to breathe directly into this microphone. Yeah, because I had to. As we continue. Because in the last episode, I had to edit out an hour of this. Go on, Trey. Tell us your story. So, my story is about the family. Kaylee don't want no witty banter. Adelaide, Australia. From where? Adelaide, South Australia. Adelaide. Come on, Courtney. So, um, the family was a name given to a close-knit group of men. So, so not an actual family. I, again, did not strictly follow the prompt. I'm in the ballpark but I'm not playing the same game. So they were He's off so getting close. <laughs> Trey's so off close. getting a hot dog. I'm a football bat. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, why don't you tell us how close they were? Oh how, oh how close were they? Honey, <laughs> they was close. Close. Did they sleep like Legos stacked together? Um, possibly. I can neither confirm nor deny. But um. So, uh, it was a close-knit group of men. They weren't actually related, or they don't know if they were actually related. I Um, thought you were going to say they weren't actually men. And they were (laughs) noted and believed to be involved in the kidnapping, sexual abuse, and at times torture of young men and teen boys in and around Adelaide. Heinous. You know, if you're like me, you're like... What is Adelaide known for? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Apparently, it is serial killings. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So, um, during the late 1970s, seven teenage girls were abducted and murdered in and around the city. Fuck. And in 1999, come on, Clueless. We gonna party. Eight dismembered bodies were found in barrels of acid in a disused bank vault in the nearby town of Snowtown. In a bank vault? A bank vault. Okay, because that's where, when you think, where it do I want to... It was Fargo. Because <laughs> when you think, where do I need to hide all these bodies, bank vault is the first thing that comes I to mind. I always think, maybe I should get a safety deposit box. That Yeah. Anyway, I wrote down, so hide your kids, hide your wife, but that's laid out, so we're not going to say that. Um, <laughs> the existence of the group came to the attention of the public following the murder of five teenagers between 1979 and 1983. So, um, the reason that a lot of these, um, suspects, um, are, like, kind of known is because they were really high society, and they, everybody kind of thought it was a conspiracy. Oh, they highfalutin. Yeah, like, what is it, that group that everybody says, um, well, that group that everybody says, (laughs) that group, 
Who are they? Um, I can delete this out. What are you talking about? Thank God. That group, uh, they say the plant girl part of. You know what I'm talking about? How they say they've got like a sex ring or whatever. Oh, wait, are you talking about the bankers or of Illuminati or? Wasn't thinking the Illuminati, but. There's actually, there's actually a group of, of bankers and it's like a child sex ring or something like that. Oh, well, that is exactly what I was thinking of. Well, what are you thinking of? A group that the Clintons are a part of? Yeah, like people say that the Clintons are a part of that group. Google it. Time for that. More than want to. Go on. Anyway, Go so on, they, Blanche. they was accusing a bunch of rich folks, and everybody was like, rich folks don't do that. No. There's never been a rich person known to do that. So, anyway, um, a lot of, uh, four of the five murders remain unsolved. Oh, only one has has come to a conclusion. So that's the one I'm really going to focus on today. I'm going to give some details on the other one just because, you know, they deserve it. Right. They were murdered and kind of heinously. Uh, so the only one, again, has been convicted. His name was Bevan Spencer Von Einem, and he was angry because his mother named him Bevan. Clearly. <laughs> he was sentenced. What the fuck had a name is Bevan? Bevan Did you have a brother Spencer named Spencer Von Winter Schnitzel. Sounds like Heinem. He was sentenced in 1984 to a minimum of 24 years, which was later extended to a minimum of 36 years for the murder of 15-year-old Richard Kelvin. Now, everybody knows Richard because his daddy was a famous news reporter. Oh. So they said, we're going to focus on Rick. But the other victims were Alan Arthur Barnes, who was 16 and murdered in 1979. He was last seen picked up by a white Holden sedan. I didn't have a chance to look up a Holden, but I feel like a Holden is a hatchback. Uh, It was carrying three to four other people and hitchhiking. I guess the car wasn't hitchhiking. People were. (laughs) (laughs) I've never seen a hitchhiking sedan. The car's over there like showing a little tire. (laughs) It's got its door open. Pop Pop a little trunk. So his body uh, had been severely mutilated and dumped in the South Para Reservoir in northeast of Adelaide. A post-mortem examination revealed that Barnes had died of massive blood loss from an anal injury. Oh, God. Those were uncomfortable. Uh, Oh, do you (laughs) know, Trey? um, Anal injury, not so much. But you've had a good Friday night before. Oh, yes. Or five. What was it you were telling me that a, uh, a rosebud is? I, I, I refuse don't to discuss know. it. His sister is here. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you've been pounded in the ass. No! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Go on with your story. So, um, a post-mortem examination revealed that he died of the, again, massive blood loss from an anal injury, likely caused by the insertion of a large, blunt object. Oh, God. Uh, that was tapered, so they believe it to be like a beer or wine bottle. His body um, showed signs of beating and torture, and in his system were found Noctec, and um, suggesting that he had been drugged. So the next one was Neil Frederick Muir. He was 25, and um, he was murdered two months after Barnes, again in 1979, his remains had been dissected and neatly cut into many pieces, placed in a garbage bag, and thrown into the Port River at Port Adelaide. 
any kind of tattoos that were on had been cut off. Oh. Um, and the body parts were placed in another garbage bag before being placed within his abdominal cavity before he was put in the second garbage bag. Oh. His head was tied to the torso with rope, passed through the mouth and out through the neck. And a post-mortem examination revealed that he also died of massive blood loss from an anal injury, likely caused by the insertion of a large blunt object and knocked up with stuff in his system. So somebody was really not kept happy. Oh. Um, Peter Stogneth was 14, and he was murdered in 1981. His skeletal remains were found 10 months later by a local farmer. Uh, and that was at Middle Beach, which is 50 kilometers, because America is the only one who likes to use miles, <laughs> uh, north of Adelaide. And Strogneff's body had been cut into three pieces, similar to the Muir guy. Little more could be determined because the farmer had accidentally burnt him while clearing part of his property. Mark Andrew Langley, he was victim number four. He was 18 and murdered in 1982. His mutilated body was found in the scrub in Adelaide Foothills nine days after it In the what? The scrub, honey. <laughs> in the scrub. The no, scrub. I don't want no scrub. Scrub is the guy that can't get no love from me. Y'all fully realize Candy Burris is turning over right now. Uh, she didn't get a Grammy for writing that song so that y'all could butcher it. <laughs> Don't be tidy to the party. For the party. Oh, whoa. Oh, whoa. <laughs> so it was found nine days after his disappearance. And um, among the mutilations was a wound that had been cut with a surgical instrument that went from his navel. Navel? <laughs> his navel. A navel arm. The good Lord didn't create a belly button for you to go ahead and butcher what he named it. He didn't name it. Yes, he did. Okay. Jesus said that there's a navel. Let there be a navel. Let there be a navel. <laughs> and on the third page of Genesis, it says, let there be a navel. <laughs> it went to the pubic region, and part of his small bowel was missing. I took a drink as soon as you said pubic, and it almost came out my nose. The hair I'm around cold. the area had been shaved. So, uh, if he wanted to be the same again, he was going to need a merkin. And it was shaved the way they would shave it if they were going to do an operation in the hospital. So, his, so, okay, so he had a cut from his navel to his pubic region. Yes. And they had shaved his crotch? Yes. They had fully de-wigged his market. <laughs> <laughs> they, they snatched his pubic wig. <laughs> get your deposit back i shan't (laughs) uh his autopsy revealed that he also died of massive blood loss from a gross injury to his anus similar to the other two um he had the hypnotic drug mandrax which mandrake or mandragora ajax mandrax (laughs) ajax anthrax (laughs) knickknack pettywack ajax anthrax (laughs) 
Uh, so he had Mandrax, which was a popular in the 19... Which was a popular. <laughs> Come on, English language skills. Uh, in the 1970s disco scene. Wait, wait, wait. You said a popular? Yeah, I said was a popular in the 1970s. Oh. <laughs> because I like to butcher the English language. Um, and that was found in his system. So he had also been drugged. Mm. So somebody was drugging and just doing Was stuff. the doctor doing it? Excuse me? Was there a doctor doing it? Well, they think that it was a group of five men. The reason they're called the family and the reason I picked them and went off topic is because, um, okay, that face says volumes. Well, she's well, she's asking because of the drugs that they're using. The drugs, and I then know. you said that they <coughs> had shaved him the way that they would if they were yeah. going to do an operation. So the reason um, that they really don't know is that there's supposed to be five of them, and they only caught one, which was... Um, Oh, what's his neck with the name that nobody likes? Were you there yet? Were you there yet, or did we just totally? Were we? Did we skip? Was I there? No, I was you? not there. <laughs> okay, continue with your a popular in the seventies. <laughs> okay, so um, anyway, they think that it was five people. They've only caught him, and he said, "I could give names, but I'm scared to." Uh oh. So they know that when the first guy was taken, a security guard had seen him. So they know that there were five people in that car. Hmm. They know that there were. So they know that, you know, he was last seen with five people. So they think there's more than just the one. Yeah. Because five is more than one. Because five is more sometimes than Sometimes there's less and we want more. And sometimes there's five and we get one and we need more. And he says, I'm not telling you. And we say, well, go to prison, you ass. Uh, the last murder was Richard Dallas Kelvin. And his name was Dallas. Dally. And Dilly Dally. <laughs> <laughs> and his friend, his name was Richard, so his friend called him Dick. Dick. They called him Dick Dally. <laughs> Dally Dick. Uh, but he was 15 and he was murdered in 1983. Oh, God, now I feel like an asshole. You haven't felt like an asshole for laughing this entire time? That face is no. Oh, I always feel like an asshole. That's just my baseline. Um, do, 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 do. He was the son of a popular local nine network news presenter, Rob Kelvin. Mm. Thank you for watching Channel Nine. This Rob, has been Kelvin. Rob Kelvin signing off. Oh, come on, twin telepathy. We're not twins, we just look alike. <laughs> no, um, we don't. You look like Trey in a wig. Oh, wow. <laughs> she looks like my drag persona, Glenn Close Enough. <laughs> Uh, he was abducted a short distance from his North Adelaide home. His body was found by an amateur geologist. Come on, rocks! <laughs> <laughs> In the Mount Crawford oh. Forest. So another reason I picked this story is because it brings it again full circle, Barbara. And now it is back to our family, the Crawfords. I don't want anything to do <clears throat> with our family. Come on, Mount frankly. Crawford Forest. Oh. Kelvin Am I allowed to say that? that? That's fine. Okay. Oh, you can cut it out. Uh, <laughs> and and I, I, anyone that I have a conversation with or I have anything to do with, this is not towards you, but the rest of y'all fuckers. Oh, she said y'all fuckers. Oh. Hello. She's hitting us Granny with the Reba, shoulder. Reba, I hope you're not listening. She would not listen to this podcast. <laughs> oh, no, she'd have the holy pam out. Oh, she wouldn't beat us all with a bottle. She would beat us all. I haven't even told my dad. Oh, thank God. Ronnie Crawford. Okay. We're right. going to cut this out. Ron-
Mm-hmm. Miranda okay. Crawford does not know I have a podcast. Thank God. Because he deleted me <laughs> from Facebook. Oh, my own father deleted Ronald me from Duck. Facebook. This is this is this is what laughed you. Hey, <laughs> go back, Rob. This 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 not the Facebook group. Absent parental figures. Save it for the group, guys. Save <laughs> it for the group. Um, but he was abducted a short distance from his home. His body was found by an amateur geologist, as previously stated. Um, I just forgot where I was at. <laughs> and Kelvin was held captive for over five weeks. Fuck. Yes. A post-mortem examination revealed that he had died of massive blood loss from, you guessed His it. His anus. Yes. Likely well, Rue, I just wrote down anus. <laughs> Likely caused by the insertion of a large, blunt object. Analysis of Kelvin's bloodstream revealed traces of four hypnotic drugs, including Mandrax, Noctic, Trace evidence, including hair and fibers um, from Von Einem's home, were also found on his body and clothing. Mm. So they were like, Von Einem, you done got guy. Come on down here. Come on down. So, um, at approximately winner of a prison sentence. Come whoop, on whoop. down. Spin the wheel. <laughs> so, at approximately six fifteen p.m. on June the fifth, nineteen eighty-three, Mr. Einem likely along with other unknown people, abducted Kelvin near the intersection of Margaret Street and Pepper Tree Lane. Come on, Pepper Tree Lane. <laughs> All I can think of is Pepperidge Farm because I'm overweight. <laughs> 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 and he was only 60 meters, again, fuck America's measurement system because I don't know how long that is, uh, from Kelvin's home. Actually, you, ever seen a meter stick? you ever seen a meter stick? Wait, is that a meter stick? I've met a lot of men who think it's a meter stick and it's really just a ruler. <laughs> have you seen, okay, have you seen um, New Girl where somebody says, I'm not going to be the yardstick in your penis measuring contest? And they both go, yardstick? Who are you dating? But um, it was. Oh. <laughs> I thought we were being summoned. Uh <laughs> So no, if we're being summoned, a hole in the floor is going to open up and flames will come out. Because we're, going... we're in a Disney movie? Okay, just stop yeah, that. This is the Little Mermaid. Am I the mermaid? You're the dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> You're smart. You could be Sebastian. <laughs> You're you cute. You're smart. You're very smart. Uh, dun, 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 dun. He had just seen a friend off at a nearby bus stop, and um, they had been playing earlier that afternoon. They had played some football. Well, you know, in other countries, football is not football. Yeah, but in Australia, isn't it like rugby? I think so. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. I just remember I've seen that men of rugby calendar, and I was like, yes, God. Yes, God. So um, they've been playing, and he was supposed to come home like right after he saw that guy leave. So that he could have dinner. The security guard, uh, who also lived on Margaret Street, had heard cries for help, car door slamming, and a car with a noisy, 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 <laughs> exhaust. Noisy exhaust. Uh, Kelvin also had a dog collar in his possession. Not entirely sure why. Maybe he was in his emo phase. We don't know, and we're not the judge. Move your mic but, closer. Um, Move your mic closer. 
Okay. Is this better? It's better. I don't want you to hear my breathing. Don't breathe. I can't do that. That is when I die. So his body was found seven weeks later by that geologist. Uh, He was looking for moss rocks. Moss rocks. Come on, moss rocks. He had his kids with him. Oh, Oh, God. Yes, and he was like, y'all go look for moss rocks over there. (laughs) Those kids are traumatized. Daddy needs to go and make a phone call. (laughs) But he didn't have a cell phone, so they had to leave. So they were looking for the moss rocks alongside a dirt airstrip near One Tree Hill. Come on, Chad Michael Murray. (laughs) There he is. Uh, One Tree Hill in the Adelaide Hills area. And I I just feel like that's like Hollywood Hills, you know. Like, they're like, we live in Adelaide Hills. (laughs) It's a gated community. I'm from One Tree Hill. Do you know me? Was Lauren Conrad in One Tree Hill? No. No, that was The Hills. Oh, I have never seen either one of those shows. <laughs> but um, little effort was put into concealing his body. He was found wearing the same Channel 9 shirt because uh, support his daddy. Right, right. Uh, blue jeans and white Adidas sneakers, which he'd worn on the day of his abduction. Come on, parental support. The Something dog collar had, had been fitted on oh! his neck. Oh. So... Again, maybe a emo phase. We don't know. His body had been washed prior to being redressed and was found placed in the fetal position with his legs bent towards his chest and his head forward and his arms wrapped around his legs. That made the police suspect that Kelvin had been dumped by a single person. I don't know why that would make a fetal position. This is a one person. This is a one-man job. I think possibly because when two people carry, one would probably carry him by his arms and the other by his legs, and they would just, like, dump him, and he would probably be laying down. But the fact that he was in a fetal position, they were probably, like, one of oh, their they arms. they had scooped him They up. had scooped him. Okay. Okay. I, I wanted to be a forensic investigator back in the day. So the autopsy showed that Kelvin had most likely died from... Blunt force trauma to the anus? Whoa. Uh, from an anal injury, uh, probably caused by the insertion of a blunt object with a tapered neck. Uh, he also suffered bruising and injuries from blows to his head, to the left side of his back, and to his right buttock. He fractured a front tooth, which occurred either just before or just after death. Oh. And um, his bloodstream revealed traces of alcohol, mandrax, noctec, amatol, Valium and Rohypnol. Jesus. So they extra roofied it. Uh, Mandrax was regulated by the Central Board of Health in 1978 because they were like, folks, he's using this Mandrax way too much. So um, for that drug in particular, they were able to look for it and see who still had a prescription for that. So like not a lot of people are writing it. Well, when they were looking through who had these prescriptions, guess who they came upon? Mr. Eyman. Mr. Anum. Anum. Come on, Mr. Anum. A name familiar to the police because he had been questioned previously over the deaths of three young men and (laughs) alleged sexual assault of another. Oh. So he is a predator. When he was questioned about Kelvin's murder, rather than profusely deny it, which is what most human beings would do, he said, um... That he wouldn't do such a thing because it was unethical. <laughs> I'm ethically opposed. So, um, Excuse me, I'm a vegan. I can't do that. Um, I'm a member of PETA. 
Never. So when he was um, asked about drugs, Von Adam did. Von Adam. <laughs> Move, your Von Adam. Move your mic closer. Von Item. Uh, did admit that he had Mandrax. He was asked if he kept any other drugs in his possession, and he said no. But That's when they found the Noctec, because he was like, I'm trying to hide this, but they did found it, and he said, they well. Did it. They, they did found it. They did found it. They did found it. He said, well, I rarely use those drugs. Oh. <laughs> oh, those drugs. Oh, the the ones that you found in the closet? Well, I don't use those very often. That's why I forgot about them. Um, they did some police raids on various different locations trying to find people that were, you know, in cahoots. Because oh. they know that there are other people. Because he said there are other people. I'm just afraid to say who they some are. Some other ragamuffins. Yeah. Well, they talked to this guy named Mr. B., it is not the notorious <laughs> Mr. Big, but um, he was located and he informed police in great detail how he and Von Hyman had picked up young male hitchhikers, given them alcoholic drinks laced with hypnotic drugs, and had um, taken them to Von Hyman's previous home in Adelaide, and uh, they abused them overnight and released them the next day. He was like, you know, we kidnapped, we drugged, and we abused. But we ain't killed nobody. But I ain't never killed nobody. Ain't never killed nobody. That's unethical. Yeah. I'll stick a wine bottle up the ass, but I ain't gonna (laughs) kill them. That's unethical, and I'm just diametrically opposed to the insertion of wine bottles. That's, That's where I draw the line. That Apparently one man, dude, one jar video. I was about <laughs> to say, a dude like sat on a mason jar, and I've never seen that video. And it was a lot. So, um, police are now conducting a cold case review. Oh. Come on, cold case. And uh, they're I love a cold a- cut. <laughs> All right. Bring it around town. She Pelvic thrust. Mm. Oh, come on, foot long. This motherfucker asked me how big Will's dick was. Well, how big is it? It's up. Uh, mm. it I was waiting on you at the dough. <laughs> what could can continue? So they're offering a one big million enough. dollar have, reward. Yeah, about that big. You said a one million dollar reward? Yes, but it's Australian dollars. Oh. So I don't mm. know what it converts to. Because I don't know if they're more or less or roughly the same. Um... The ring's existence has never been proven, but Von Einem said during an interview in 1989 that he could give names. He was just afraid to. He was um, found guilty of murdering Richard Kelvin, who was 15. Like, just, you know, let that soak in. Like, yeah, 15. A child. Yes. Like, what kind of tacky shit? Um, so he received, again... 25 years and then that was up to 35 years because they were like fuck this dude and you know in australia fuck him with a wine bottle and you know in australia they still like when they do a court proceeding wear those big black robes and the wigs stop yes god oh <laughs> come on wig come on wig katie perry wig oh i hope you do i've lost my last lace front i've been having to just deal with this shake and go nonsense little kitty cat wig <laughs> I feel like I've been anally mutilated. Trey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. Okay, so go on. Trey do love a kitty cat wig. Tis the end of my story. Oh, is it my turn now? 
Mm-hmm. Yes, children. Oh. Y'all ready for some cutting up and carrying on? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the incomparable, the enigmatic. She's that girl. It's Kaylee. Kaylee Macaroni. And her outfit. I fucking dare you. This tall bitch. Oh. I fucking dare you. Don't miss Kaylee. Don't trip over that. Kaylee. <coughs> Oh, he is. Oh, he's still alive, girl. He's still, he's still he is doing a psyche leg. <laughs> oh, she did not. You ready? Ooh, All right, I so are y'all ready for a little shorty short story? A little shouty shout. Didn't, is nobody going to let me finish the Zoe 101 theme song? You just said, are you ready? So you gave me the go ahead. So are we ready for a shorty, short, short story? Let's get short. This is the shortest story of the podcast, um, which is fine. It's, it's fine. It's fine. We, you know, it's not. If the we best. say it's fine enough, it'll be fine. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's not the best for. We didn't save the best for last, but I'm going last. But so. we saved something for last. We saved something <laughs> for last. Here we are. So I'm going to tell the story of. Two sisters that were killers. Sister. Um, sister. Sister. Never knew how much I missed you. Sister. Sister. So their names are Delfina and Maria de Jesus Gonzalez. There's that Walker County accent coming. Maria and Delfina de Jesus Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> Come on to Jesus. <laughs> Come on to Jesus. <laughs> Have a little talk with Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Have do you a have a talk moment to talk Jesus. about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? I'm just trying to get you to come on to Jesus. <laughs> okay. So they are sisters from Taylor. Tell us that word. They are again. sisters for life. Okay, give me just a second. Sisters from another mister. That's where they're from. Guanajuato. What she said. Um, so, yeah, which is about 200 miles from Mexico City. Um, How many kilometers is that? (laughs) How many inches? You want to talk about inches now? Because just a minute ago you didn't. Oh, she'd like to talk about inches now. (laughs) Let me readjust readjust this shake again. Will's penis is nine and a half inches. And girthy as a beer can. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, so during the 50s and 60s, the sisters ran... Um, so they operated for decades. Uh, Yeah, from like the like 1950 to 1965 so for a decade. Yeah. Decade so, and a yeah. half. Yeah. Um, they ran what was referred to as Rancho El Angel. She hit us with the Angel, y'all. <laughs> oh, she said <laughs> Angel, y'all. She, she gonna bring you to Jesus and now she gonna take you to hell. <laughs> On hell. And it was also called the Bordello from Hell. Oh. So. Oh. She did take us to hell. She did. She took us to hell. Drag me to hell. Okay. I thought we were already there. We're close. We going. So, um, in 1965, the police found the bodies of 11 men, 80 women, 
and several fetuses. Jesus Christ! Totaling over 91 bodies. So, the 91 is 80 women, 11 men. That's 91. And then they found... They didn't have like a certain. They didn't specify. Specify. They didn't specify. They didn't specify the fetuses. Yeah, they didn't specify the number. Is fetuses uh, the fetus deletus? I was gonna say, what is the plural of fetus? Is it fetuses or feta? (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping somebody would help me out there and say that. Feta. So, um, what the fuck was that? chicken scratch so the way uh, what they would do oh, is, i just got lightheaded <laughs> i'm over here wheezing a big for no reason <laughs> that's your screaming Ooh, too Jesus. so they would recruit prostitutes um sex workers sex workers Ladies they would recruit the sex workers through help wanted ads that stated that they were searching for Come maids on, craigslist of the 1950s back page Oh, oh, she backpage. Back so they said that they were searching for maids. Um, many of these girls were forced to do heroin or cocaine, and it does dull the pain. So life has a tendency to force you to do when, heroin. <laughs> so, like, if the women became pregnant, they would give them a forced abortion, which is why they found so many fetuses. <gasps> Um, and then a lot of times the women would die during getting their forced abortion. Uh, they would also kill the women if they became sick at all. Like, they had a cold. Bitch, you're dead. Are you serious? Yes. Oh. Um. Fuck a rhinovirus. It ain't spreading around here. (laughs) They would, they would kill them if they were damaged by repeated sexual abuse. Um, they would. Like, emotionally damaged? Because I'd have been dead a long time ago. Uh, I think they mean physically. I'd have also been dead a long time um, ago. So they would kill them if they lost their looks. So if they just got ugly. <gasps> so I'm just a dead bitch. I'll tell pretty y'all that right. <laughs> or if they. You just said pretty much. <laughs> Trey, you dead. Or they would kill them if they stopped pleasing their customers. So if they had like a customer complaint, can I, may I speak to your manager? Oh, that is the worst yeah, Yelp so review. If if one of their customers just came in and said, "Look, she was loose, dead. Oh, she had a flappy vagina. Yep, dead. Her um, vagina was looser than Trey's asshole." But they would also kill customers who had like large amounts of cash or oh. drugs. So they were non-discriminatory. They they ain't discriminate. Mm-mm. They were some murdering bitches. Yeah, they just killed everybody. Um, so that what they would do is they would poison people. And when people would get sick and they would start to ask, like, why am I so sick? They would say that their food didn't sit well with them. Oh. Okay. It's a little too spicy, honey. You got you some indigestion. <laughs> Chill out. Take you this pepto. Take you a Tums. Yeah. So. Or bacon soda water. We're in the 50s. In 1965. The women were arrested and sentenced to 40 years each in prison. For 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 91 murders? More than that, but yeah. Oh, they said we're going to give you less than six months per murder. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay. okay. So, um, Delfina actually died in prison due to an accident. Whoopsie-daisy. Whoopsie. Um, 
But Maria finished her sentence and was never seen again after being released. She hit the dough. Yes. She did the whole 40 years. She did. Do you remember Evelyn Dick? Because they let her go too and they were like, here's a new identity, honey. She hit the fucking dough and ain't nobody ever seen her ass again. And I ain't found Miss Dick. I was waiting on you with the dough. So (laughs) it's also said that um, two of their other sisters, Carmen and Maria Luisa. So we got. Where in the world is Carmen San Diego? (laughs) So we. So we have Maria and Maria Luisa. Oh, well, you know. I, I mean, okay. Oh, mother got lazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's said that's, they, some, that's some lazy kid naming. It's said that they also What's helped. The, what was the other one's name? Put that down. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll add something to it. Would you? So it's said that they actually helped their sisters uh, find women, force them into prostitution, and kill them. So, and that is my short story, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed it. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, if it pleases you, I would like to submit for your review this short story. <laughs> this piece that I call Same Bart. So, I will end this piece. Oh, I'll end it. Well, I mean, so long. Farewell to you, my friend. So long. Farewell. Until we meet again, it's been great to play and sing together. Now it's time to <coughs> say goodbye. Can we like actually end it all? Can we actually what? Uh, we were going to take it out with uh, a preview of our gospel group. <gasps> Have a little talk with Jesus. I thought the so long farewell is what we were ending it with. Okay. Um, because... We're going to be called uh, the Three Wailing Sisters. The Three Whale Sisters? I mean, okay. All right. So thank you for listening to episode six of If It's Twisted. If there's anything you would like for us to cover, please email me at ifitstwistedpodcast at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. And as always, stay weird, y'all.